Welcome to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind minicast. I am here with my fellow minicaster, Richard Roth. Hello. And on this episode, we are talking about something we promised uh, on the last episode. <laughs> there's, there's been a big gap, but we promised to talk about possibly one of the the best animations, or at least the best mainstream western animations um on netflix but probably one of the best of all kind yeah all it's, it's it, it's just it feels like the kind of thing that in the future they're going to say oh they don't make them like that anymore and it's surprising that they make it like that now because i think i read somewhere i think it's new york times or something was saying that bojack existed in this brilliant ever so short period of time where netflix just kept things going like nowadays they seem to end a lot of shows early and mm. it probably if bojack had come out now they would have only ended it would have only ended it after like a season or two whereas because it was in that little pocket of time it got as long as it got i mean personally i think it should have gone on maybe one more season but yeah i it, it, was, a, it was a really kind of interesting interesting piece I completely agree. I mean, they they did cut it short, didn't they? It was meant to be one more season, but yeah, um... it did feel a little rushed. It's interesting because um, one of the things uh, Dan and I were talking about was um, that each season feels like it could end at that season, and like the way like every season wraps it up, so, which is so so rare. I feel nowadays because nowadays it's all about no, we've got to keep them coming back for next time, so we've got to leave them on a cliffhanger, which I always find frustrating because it means like half the time if the show doesn't get renewed, you don't get an ending. And I I, I quite like the the each series having a resolution and a beginning, a middle, and an end, but there's kind of an overarching story over the whole thing. And like Bojack just did that brilliantly, and it's like at the end of each season, I was kind of like, right, well, if if this is it, then then fair enough because that that did it for me. Nice, you're a completist at heart. Well, <laughs> just to give um, anyone who's not a BoJack Horseman fan or who hasn't seen the show, um, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, it is a adult animated tragedy comedy sitcom. I yeah, probably, I think that sums it up. That sums it up by um, the the writer. And creator Raphael Bob Waxberg. I hope I've pronounced that right. <laughs> um, it stars the the voice of Will Arnett, Job from Arrested Development, and Batman from the Lego Batman. Oh yeah, um, as well as Amy Sedaris, Alison Brie, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. I think that's Mr. Peanut, Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter, and of course. Um, this was probably the first significant thing Aaron Paul did oh, after, yeah. Breaking, after Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, because um, he was still kind of riding that wave of, oh, yeah, <laughs> Bojack, bitch. <laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> and, and he plays, uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit about his character, but he's basically Todd Bojack Horseman's... Um, Roommate well, slash friend... Slash, guy and his acquaintance. Yeah, exactly. Because by the end, he's sort of he's still in the show, but he's not really. He's, he's on his own almost. It's like he comes. Yeah, he, it's almost like Todd could have had a spin-off. Yeah, completely. 
Um, but the show is based around a a, a washed-up actor, which is obviously Bojack Horseman. Um, he was famous in the 90s uh, for a TV show called Horsing Around, which riffs heavily on every single 90s kind of family <laughs> sitcom you can think of. I think that it's, it's meant to be that a horse ends up adopting... Yeah, uh, adopting three children, yeah. Three children. Um, so in in present day, he's kind of living off the fumes of a career that is probably about 20 or 30 years ago. He's doing in, well for himself, though. I mean, he, he, that's one of the things that comes across. He still has... He's not filthy. They never really talk about his money, but you kind of get the feeling that he's still in the I don't have to think about money stage when it comes yeah. to things. Which which is a bit weird because it's like if if horsing around had been Seinfeld, you could kind of understand. Yeah, I always thought money. from the beginning, I always thought I was getting heavy. This is supposed to be John Stamos. This is blatantly supposed to be John Stamos. <laughs> and I think someone called them on it, like right from the word go. They're like, that's John Stamos, isn't it? And they came before and they were like, yeah, it's a mix of people, which it is. They're like, it's a composite of, of basically all the guys who were like that in that time, like the early 90s sitcoms on like ABC and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah so they're kind of, yes and no. It's like, yeah, but don't think it is him. Like this is its own character, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, definitely. So he's, I mean, he's a fairly kind of self-destructive... Um, Alcoholic, drug-abusing, yeah. womanizing. Yeah, all, all the kind of, uh, I guess, high-celebrity um, lifestyle tropes. He has uh, his agent, who is a cat called Princess Carolyn. Well, that's the other thing we should probably mention, the, the, mm. big, the big thing. Um, and, oh, God, you didn't hear that, did you? No. Okay. Um, uh, he, he, there's this world seems to exist humans and ana like anthropomorphic animals, and they yeah. all just kind of live amongst each other. They get married and have children, and it's it's all it's all just considered a okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. I mean, I, I think you, you have to talk about Bojack Horseman being incredibly surreal where um you have humans living amongst anthrop anthropomorphic animals and everyone dates and loves and lives yeah with it's, it's kind of like this, this this utopian society because it's like it's almost i think it might get brought up in like one or two episodes i think it does get brought up like about um they kind of they use it for because um, there's a lot of that's the other thing about the show is that they reference a lot of um, contemporary uh, social issues and so they kind of they use that I think there is one or two episodes where they talk about um, different animals but in general yeah it's like this it's kind of like yeah this utopian society where it's just like a man can marry a deer it's like yeah nothing <laughs> and, wrong with that <laughs> yeah and the strange thing is it's like some of the animals have all the, you know that they they play the visual aspect of the animal like its limitations they play that for surreal humor but um, bojack horseman doesn't have hooves he has hands uh and yet some the chap from the penguin publishers he has does he he's got flippers doesn't he 
I think I so, know. yeah. I mean, some, yeah. some of the animals fly and some of them live underwater. It, it's... <clears throat> oh, and then there's the chicken issue. Yeah. Because well, that's brought up. <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But um, he, he has a, a rival who's Mr. Peanut Butter, who is a golden Labrador, I think. Yeah, a golden Labrador retriever, something like that. Um, who also had a rival TV show in the 90s. So he's of the same age as um, Bojack. But actually, can you remember? Can you remember the, the name of the, the Mr. TV Peanut show? Butter's house. Oh, there you go. Because he had twin daughters on the show. So I always felt like that was supposed to be like Bojack's horsing around was like full house. And Mr. Peanut Butter's house was more like sister, sister, because it had the... The two twins, like sister sister had. I always, I always thought of it as different strokes as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because I used yeah. to look, like back in the early nineties. I did. Uh, I, I have to confess, I was a fan of all those. Like uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, I was a big fan of as well back then. So yeah, it was, so watching this, I kind of, I got a kick out of like how well they captured some of the vibes from the shows back then. No, definitely. Um, now who have I forgotten? So, yeah, so Mr. Peanut Butter is, is meant to be like his, his rival, but they're not like Mr. Peanut Butter is the most amiable, lovely, slightly patient, patient, yeah, patient, slightly dumb as in he, he loves everybody and everything. Kind of like a real golden retriever. <laughs> pretty much like a real golden retriever. Yeah. Um, and his, uh, well, for some of the show, girlfriend and wife uh, is played by a human woman, which is really strange, and that's Diane. Mm. Um, and that's Diane is uh, played by Alison Brie, which is really weird because I think at the time I started watching this, I hadn't long finished watching Community, <laughs> so it was like Alison Brie as her character in Community, and now she's playing. Uh, the, 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 the slightly neurotic uh, girlfriend journalist or wannabe writer slash journalist slash blogger mm-hmm. of a yeah a golden retriever so yeah it was a, just all kinds of strange and 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 Todd um kind of I don't need, I can't even remember the story behind Todd how he ends up living with he just Bojack. i think it was like after a party or something he just yeah sticks just, around because he's there that's how the show starts is that todd yeah. is just living on bojack's couch and it's just like yeah. this is the status quo and then over the course of the show you you dive into everybody's backstory or at least all the main characters so you, you find out quite a lot about todd you find out about diane and her family from they're from philly right or were they from boston or philadelphia i think it was boston boston and right. Mr. Peanut Butter's family with his, and all his brothers have similarly doggish <laughs> sounding names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of, you, you have these characters and they're put in this, uh, it's, it's supposed to be Hollywood, but it's called Hollywood. And they explain why. There's a whole episode about why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can't remember what what happened to the day. They, they it got blown up, I think, 
it, it, I think it was season one. There was an episode towards the end where Todd does something. I think it was Todd. It was Todd or Mr. Peanut Butter. It does something and it blows up the D in Hollywood. So it's Holly Woo. And so for the rest of the show, it's Holly Woo. And like <laughs> no one even blinks. No one's ever like, don't, why don't we call it that anywhere? Everyone's just like, all right, this is the way it goes. Which I get the feeling probably is like Hollywood anywhere. Everyone's just like, oh, this is the new thing. We're all on board. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I guess Bojack, he doesn't even really carry the show. I think I think in the early, the first maybe couple of seasons, it it's quite Bojack-centric. But the more you kind of see these characters through this struggling um, actor who, who's trying to basically, through most of the show, he's trying to recapture um, his previous pomp and become like a successful film actor and be taken seriously and you know he he's he's basically you know it it's very much a deconstruction of his ego and i think a lot of the other characters and their sort of situations and scenarios kind of are based around him to start with and then as each season kind of begins and ends it becomes less about his striving for for success striving to kind of um, prove himself and, and basically you know um, reinforce his own ego it becomes kind of less about that more about the other characters in his life and, and all how... their tragedies and traumas yeah, and strategies traumas the the good stuff the bad stuff but but then it kind of almost focuses on some of what what he his part in those tragedies and traumas and also this giant never-ending arc of of sort of trying to get redemption or trying to kind of you know make up for the past and whilst he's still doing things that to make up for it's like yeah, it's like exactly. right from the beginning yeah like you say it's kind of like he has that kind of almost self-loathing like you can see that's where it comes from his his, his self-destructive tendencies is from self-loathing and then it's like but throughout the show he still does things that you're like you're going to regret that like tomorrow and there's so many like it, there, there's things that like he does in the show that come back like to bite him bad, like big mm. time. And it's one of the things that, like I was saying, they, they do for like that. They reference things that are in current events um, for, uh, for instance, the, the scandal with Prince Andrew and things like that. And they have it reflected on the show. And it's, this is one of the things we're talking about. It's so interesting because the way the show addresses these things, it's almost like they know that, everybody watching is going to feel exactly the same way about these issues. So they're like, right, we're just going to kind of show you that there's, there's more like, don't worry, we're, we're right, but we're going to show you like the other side of the coin. So like, you'll see like Bojack, who is usually the, um, and the antagonist in these sort of situations. And you see from his perspective and you're like, Oh wow. It's like, he didn't even realize he was doing that. Oh, that's, Oh, that ex- oh, that explains why these people are doing that because they don't realize they're doing that and things like that. And it's just so, so interesting to kind of 
the way they because they could have handled it in a completely different way. They could have just been like really over the top, and it's like get a load of this idiot. And it, they they kind of are saying get a load of this idiot too, but they're like get a load of this idiot. This is why he's acting like an idiot. And it's just I it's, I have seen so few things kind of address these issues that way, kind of mm. almost with sympathy and compassion to say like yeah, like that these people are human too. And they had a reason for doing that, even though that reason was wrong and what they did was wrong in their head. This is why they did it. And it's just so interesting when you watch it and like you see things, you're like, oh, oh, that's referencing that. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing, even though it it kind of paints itself as this surreal animation or even a sitcom to me. It, it you know, it, it's more a very kind of very layered, very precise, very gritty and incredibly well observed sort of drama. I mean, it's it, oh, yeah. it, it's a documentary. It's so well put together and all these characters, I think, you know, we, we, we were chatting just before we, we started recording. These characters are probably some of the most well-rounded um, people in any show that you could ever watch ever because ev- there's nothing that isn't um examined from their from their past their future and even and the what, characters what that like them. you see them from like side characters where you're like oh that that person's just a jerk they have they will have already explained or they will explain later their motivation for being a jerk so it's almost like yeah. anytime someone does anything bad don't worry you're going to know why they did it and in their head, they you're gonna feel sympathy for them almost. Yeah, definitely, and I think that is part of the the strength of the show is that it. I mean, it, you know, as you said, that there are so many terrible things that happen, and and you you almost have to endure it to find out why exactly that happened and how that happened and why that character let that happen and the you know it, it's that incredible level of perspective it, does, it doesn't make it any better as you say yeah exactly it doesn't it doesn't justify it it explains it so i heard a great ex- uh, saying once it's not an excuse it's an explanation kind of yeah. thing exactly and i think um the whole the whole arc has its you know it has its moments of success like i think at one point bojack you know he he makes he makes the film he always wanted to make called uh, i think secretariat yeah based on the the horse a real life racehorse and who in the show is because the or the most we will get to that uh, most of the animals are anthropomorphic um he's like a real person who was like a real celebrity. And I think they tried to make it, it was the seventies based on the hair and the clothes. I think it was kind of some point in the seventies and he, like Bojack watched him on telly as a child and things like that. And yeah, it's just, but it's, 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 it's always bittersweet because in the end, even though um, he's in this film and I think he wins awards for it, he, he isn't in the film because essentially he gets, he gets replaced by CGI, which is um, quite relevant at the moment. Um, if you if you look at how many um, dead actors and actresses are being replaced by 
or de-aged or replaced by mm. you know, complete CGI. So, yeah, it, it's like every single triumph is always tinged with sadness and tragedy. And, yeah, there are some, there are some moments where he, he fully self-destructs to the point that it's it's difficult to watch oh it, it is like there uh, the other thing we were saying is um it's i think that the meme is that it's the second to last episode of the season is the one that punches you in the stomach like emotionally and it's like because you've especially as the show goes on so when you get to the latter seasons you've been with these characters and you feel for these characters and even the ones you don't like they feel real so when they start to do these these kind of behaviors, these self-destructive, not even self-destructive, like these abusive behaviors to others as well. And you just see like, oh my, oh, like your heart just bleeds. It's like, don't, don't do that. Don't be that, don't be that person. And then they go and do it. And you're like, oh God, you did it. Oh, oh God, you're back where yeah. you started. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, we're laughing, but it's, it's, it, that show is, that's, this should be a warning. The show is rough in places. It's raw. Like, it it's is. raw. It's the there's the episode um, Times Arrow springs to mind as I was telling Dan. It's I don't think a, a show or film or anything has has fucked me up like that since I was a kid. Like that episode, just like oh, I it it really it was all his mother has dementia, and it kind of explains her childhood and the way she was raised by her parents and the kind of the, the horrible things that have happened throughout all her life and basically explains why she's this crotchety old bitch. And you're just like the whole oh, show, she's, she's a she's crotchety old bitch. Him. And then you as, watch, as then a, you watch the show yeah, and you're like, mother. yeah, she's just like everyone's worst fear that of, of a mother. And then like you watch the, this episode and you're like, Oh, I mean, you still, it, it's like I was saying, it's still kind of, it doesn't, it explains why she's like that. You're still like you should have taken the different path and 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 used Bojack as like the light of your life and things like that. But instead, she doesn't, and you kind of think, okay, well, this is the well, this is it. This sums up these characters that they come to these crossroads and they can kind of choose one path or the other, and they nearly all choose the bad. <laughs> they nearly <laughs> all choose the oh god, they did that path, and it's yeah, it's it's a rough and tumble ride, and there's. There's all all sorts of there's babies and deaths and all sorts and I, I have to reference seeing as you, you referenced that episode, one of one of my favourites is actually um Free Churro, which is I think it might it might either follow that one or be soon after the one you just mentioned. Um because the entire episode is a funeral speech that Bojack gives at his mother's funeral. Doesn't he? Didn't he win like an award for that episode? I think because there is. It's like the whole episode is just a monologue. The whole episode is like a solo performance, and it's it's incredible. It's... Yeah, it 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 just I don't know. I I I've I don't think I've ever seen a monologue played out on a on a TV show a sitcom, drama, cartoon, anything like that, where I've been so completely captivated by everything he said and so um, completely emotionally engaged and almost, and broken by, yeah, by, by a single episode. I mean, considering 
you know, everyone knows Will Arnett as, you know, he, he's he's a funny guy. He's a comedian. He he does comedy. I mean, he, he, he does character acting well, but this is just another level. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you don't think that that guy has, has these chops, but that episode, yeah, it, it just blew me away. And I don't, I don't want to give spoilers away as to the things, you know, the thing that there are certain things that Bojack focuses on, uh, during his, his, basically his, his, um, his mother's final, final, um, minutes of life and what happens and what, and how he interprets that. And yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. Even now, just thinking of it, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it, it, it is such powerful stuff. Um, I think we, we've got this far in and we've not mentioned um, the cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt, who is basically responsible for the, the look, um, the look and feel, you know, the design, the everything that makes Bojack um the the animated show that it is so yeah really it's, it's, it's got a, such a well i'd say a unique look i think she's now gone on to do a, another show as well which, which has similar but like compared to the other like it doesn't look to me it doesn't look like anything else i've seen like the the, yeah. the way the characters have it have an almost texture to them and you look at it at first and you think oh this is quite this is quite a simple style, but the way it's kind of worked, you realize that there's this hidden, de- almost the art's like the show. There's this like hidden depth to it. And then and you're just like, oh, okay. And then you kind of see like the way she does all the characters. And also like the way the, because it, go, it goes back and forth, mostly back and forth between the 2010s and the 90s. And yeah. the way they kind of portray the fashion and it's like totally and little, thi- little, yeah, and the hair and the little things that like I don't even pick up on when I think about, the present day or 10 years ago, whenever this started, um, the, the present and sort of the nineties. And it's like, Oh, I didn't even realize that. And like, yeah. And the way they can get, um, with so few lines, the way they can do, uh, like there's a a character just called a Ryan Seacrest type. Like that's his (laughs) literal name. And it's like the fact that he look does look, he has that look and they're just like, wow, they did that. And he's, all they did was like change his nose and his hair. And like, they did, it's almost like the way the Simpsons can do it so brilliantly. It's like that. And it, it's just, it's, it's great. Uh, it, it is absolutely, as you said, I think that, that, you know, she's, she's, she's making more um, animated shows, but at the moment it was released, it was completely unique. I still think it's completely unique, but um uh, more more power to her to for for using that incredible animation style for for more shows um but one of the things and i know this sounds strange and i i probably sound like a shallow uh dumb human being which i am but one of the things that actually hooked me in which made me watch it was the theme tune oh the that's great tune. And the intro as well, the intro that goes yeah. with it, it, it that, yeah. Well, as soon as know, I saw that, I was like, okay, I think I know what I'm getting myself into now. It, I've never, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, no, if, if, if you talk about something like The Simpsons or Futurama or even The Jetsons, you know, <laughs> a, a lot of, um, a lot of cartoon theme titles are almost like, uh, a kind of self-reflective blueprint of what you're going to get in the show, and I really think because it, it's the guy um, 
I think uh, Patrick Patrick Carney from the Blue Keys. Okay. Um, he made the the title theme, and it just I don't know. It it just somehow in what I don't know. It's probably only a couple of minutes long. Um, but it uses the like the the deep. Uh, I, I have to confess, I don't know my instruments, but the, the kind of the deep sounds that they have in it, you don't hear that very often. Like it's mm. a very unique sounding theme. It doesn't sound like what you would expect, basically. No, absolutely. And then, um, and then even the the outro is just obscenely catchy <laughs> um, and very kind of self-explanatory about <laughs> what the show is. Um, but yeah, I think. Even it, it even has sort of small. I don't know if you've noticed them, but it has little sitcom idents throughout, little refrains, little noises, little drum beats, and stuff <laughs> that that kind of breaks up um, each of the scenes. Which, again, it, it is it is the level of detail that. Um, yeah, because I, I read an interview with um, the creator, and he was saying about because they they said about like you the whole thing with the '90s sitcoms, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I really love '90s sitcoms, but not like in an ironic like nowadays you'd be like, oh, I like it in an ironic way because it's so cheesy." He's like, "No, no, no, I I really I love them. That's and like that's why this show captures that so well because he does have this genuine love of that kind of TGIF era." I still don't think TGIF is still going on in America. I don't know, but that era of TGIF, yeah. I think, I think it kind of, I think it's like Saturday Night Live. It goes through crests and waves, but um, yeah, like that kind of Full House, Hang with Mr. Cooper kind of era, and yeah, it just, yeah, it really just comes across so well, and it's, yeah, we 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 re- we're really banging on about this, and we're we're not overhyping it. Like if you've seen no, it, you know, weirdly. and you're probably bored your friends to death with talking about it. But if you haven't seen it, like give it give it a watch, and definitely if you're not sure at first, give it a few episodes. This this isn't like Game of Thrones where it tells you exactly what it is in the first episode. You got to kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it that's very true. I mean, I think. You know, Bojack is a lovable anti-hero and you, you kind of hate yourself for continuously rooting for him. I, I, I've never seen a show where a character is such a crappy human being. Yeah. But I never stopped wanting him to work it all out. I never, you know, I always wanted, um, without spoilers, I wanted him to get together with Diane. You know, you basically mm. every single character in this show, including Bojack, no matter how weird, convoluted, crappy, horrible, you know, traumatized they are, you you really want all of them to find happiness. You want yeah. you want it to all work out. And I don't know. I mean, with that again, I don't want to give away spoilers. Uh, there are moments in the show, uh, especially towards the end. I think a few character arcs do do work out. Like I think um, Todd, who who is this? Yeah, I mean, I have I have to talk about Todd because Todd is this ridiculous um, sidekick, and it, it almost it's almost a kind of a framed juxtaposition of every single dumb, stupid. Um, 
sidekick in kind of this the the stoner sidekick exactly yeah exactly and you're you're kind of seeing this stereotype but what but what this does is for the first time it says well okay you you kind of you're laughing with him and you're laughing at him and he's quite an absurd surreal character but then they they kind of even with that um Bob, I, can't, I always find saying his name a bit strange. But Bob Waxberg, he peels under the skin of that character and says, "Well, why is he like he is?" And you know, he he has more layers than than any any kind of goofy sidekick stoner has any right to have, and that that's just kind of. One of the, you know, one of the, one of the best things about it, even the throwaway characters, and I think you, you've mentioned, you know, characters that that don't don't seem to have much screen time, um, have such layers. Um, another example, I, I, I'm not going to go go on a massive segue, but like Princess Carolyn, she's my uh, favorite character on the show. Oh, she's, she's, she is she's incredible. Fantastic. I I was rooting for her more than anyone. Like by the end, like for her to have the best. I wanted her to have the best ending. I wanted her to have everything that she had been planning the whole time. And yeah, she. And I think she she does. I mean, she has she has. I was going to mention her assistant. Even oh she, yeah, her, he's great. Her, her assistant is like a great character who you you know just after. A handful of episodes you're like oh you just love this guy but um but yeah she is um she's a, a fantastic character um and considering it, she's like you know she at the start you think okay she she's just a plot device to take you where you need to go in the bojack horseman story she's his agent and she's his former girlfriend but yeah by by the end of the show, you're you're like this could be this easily could be the Princess Carolyn show. Yeah. She's that good, and they dedicate um, enough time. In fact, I think her, Diane, Mister Peanut Butter, and Todd are probably given uh, almost as much importance and kind of screen time as BoJack is towards the end of the uh, of the of the of the show. Of the seasons, which is uh, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, I guess. Oh, we we've we've paused. We're we're lost for words. <laughs> do you, you want to um, do you want to call out another favorite show or? I really liked. Um, Sorry, favorite episode. Yeah, saying. I I really liked. I mentioned earlier about uh, the the fact that. They're anthropomorphic animals living amongst people, but um, not everyone's a vegetarian. So how <laughs> oh, yeah. do you deal with this? And obviously, like they must have thought of this or someone brought it up to them, the, the creators of the show. So they come up with um, they have an episode that explains why uh, that basically what is it at some point it went after they're born. 
some of the chickens are injected with hormones to make them not intelligent, so it's safe to eat them. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there's an episode, the episode is um, it's called Chicken for Days, so, which is a riff on, like, every fried chicken chain, like KFC, Popeye's, churches, all that stuff. And um, one of them escapes and taught one of the chickens that was going off to be turned into food uh, escapes and Todd Todd helps them out and it's just like I said it's like this is how I guess the kind of their, their question on vegetarianism it's like oh it's okay to eat animals because they're dumb but if they were smart would you not eat them and it's just like I said this is how they portray this stuff and it's just like I ne- I'd never thought of it that way before <laughs> but yeah it's and it's it's great it's just so so interesting the way they kind of deal the way they even deal with it on the show and they're like kind of like well hold on how is this how come we were going to eat this one kind of thing <laughs> I, I would say another one of my favorites and I'm, I'm just trying to remember the name it's the one where they go to the it's a film festival and it's underwater oh and he doesn't talk the whole episode yes yeah, I think it's. I think it's actually called Fish Out of Water or something. Yeah, he, he like is underwater, and they all have helmets on the the traditional old school scuba diver like spaceman helmets. And then <laughs> I won't spoil the ending, but the ending is great as well. It, it's just incredible. I that mean, whole season was great because the whole season they were building up to the final episode. It's like everything in the final episode because there's so many things you're watching and you're like, why is that? Like the giant pasta walk, I think. And they're like, why Why is there? Or I can't remember if it was a giant pasta walk or lots of pasta walks. It was a pasta walk. And they're like, why is this a thing? Is this just a show being weird again? And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, the walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's even, and, and again, I, I know I promised we wouldn't do spoilers, um, but even the final episode, I, I, to this day, I don't know if that was real. If oh. that was real. Oh, that's a good point. I don't, and and again, yeah, again, I'm sorry, we're not we're not going to do spoilers, but um, yeah, there's the, the the final episode of of BoJack, the final episode ever. Kind of, it it, it takes it, it's a duologue, basically, isn't it, between um, BoJack and Diane? And I won't, as I said, I'm not going to give the game away of of what happens, but there's. It it's so I don't know. It, it feels like an out of body experience. You're like, are they really there? Is this conversation happening? Yeah. Or is this is this in Bojack's mind? Yeah. Is this Bojack telling himself, like his subconscious, telling him what he needs to hear, exactly. or what he should have been told five seasons ago, or something? <laughs> yeah. It it really is, and you know, I I think I think you can you can just get the the essence of kind of why we're saying um, a, a cartoon horse has this many layers that, that the final episode could be um, a dream slash coping mechanism um, that pretty much tells you all you need to know. Um, yeah, if, 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 if you think, you, uh, what do they say now? Trigger, this, this could be a trigger warning. Like if you, if you, if you're a bit, if you think something like this might upset you, like the show gets heavy. So if you're quite like vulnerable emotionally, um, 
you, you might want to maybe read ahead, I would say, because you don't want to miss the show because when it's funny, it's hilarious. But it's like there, there, are, there are some stuff that could, I definitely think people have been like properly kind of messed up by some of the episodes. So yeah, I would say if you're listening and like, yeah, disclaimer that like, yeah, if there's something you think might really kind of, uh, might kind of push you over the edge, maybe read ahead or I think IMDB has that parents guide yeah. as well. So you might, might want to check in there because it, I mean, it's, it's nothing, it's not like watching like Rambo or something. It's not like there's blood and guts everywhere. And it's yeah. not like or watching. It's not like watching. What was that anime, Legend of the Overfiend? Don't worry, it's not Legend of the Overfiend or anything like that. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't it's, it's not like it's not shallow in that regard. No. But it, it 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 touches on a lot of things that a lot of people have suffered from in real life, and yeah, it, I, it I deals think... it it deals with them very very respectfully. But it also deals with them very very like you said raw. It deals with them very nope. This is exactly what it feels like, and it's just whoa okay. I think how I'd describe it is the closest thing in in real like actual film is is probably a Mike Lee film. Um your the I, I, Yeah, I, I think you're on your own for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so so Mike Mike Lee films are just very well observed. Oh, did he do closer? Um, did he do closer? I can't. I've seen closer. Um, I, I no, I don't think he did. No, I don't don't think he did. Um, um, yeah, he did. Um, trying to think. Um, he did things like Riveting Radio. No, he did do closer. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. That that I remember when I saw that, I was like, whoa, okay. Did he? No, no, he didn't. I'm getting. Oh, he did Vera Drake, yeah. But clo- closer, yeah, closer's kind of slightly in the ballpark. It's normally very northern families, and it and it's very tragic comedy. Mm. Um, he, yeah, and I think he did a lot of stuff. You know, uh, Gary Oldman, uh, oh, Jane, yeah. Jane Horrocks, um, yeah. Um, Things like I think probably the most famous one. God, my my memory is terrible. It's it's things like Life is Sweet. Um, he did. I think the last one he did was Mr. Turner. Oh, he did Secrets and Lies. Christ, that's the one I was trying to think. So I got okay. I got that confused with Closer. But yeah, but again, it's often slightly offbeat um, situations with very like uh, what's the word. It, it gives gives it kind of shines a light or a magnifying glass on very kind of working class northern families and situations that you don't kitchen normally... sink dramas as there they used go. to say kitchen sink drama and I think BoJack Horseman reminds me of of that kind of yeah kitchen but sink transported to present day Hollywood <laughs> yeah exactly but but with well, I don't know. I, I think it, it probably deals with some very uh, prevalent new topics. Like a, there, there are some things in 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 um, BoJack Horseman, some some issues or some some 
I don't really want to call them issues, but things that I've never seen dealt with in any other drama. Um, so I think, and it most of it is light-hearted, but when it when it hits hard, it it really does. Yeah, they they um, know I how they know that. how to they know how to hit. Sort of thing. It's almost like you can. T- it feels almost like they're, they're they're toying with you. Like if they were a boxer, they'd be like Muhammad Ali, where they're kind of just it's like jabs, just jabs, and then right when you're not expecting it, it's like oh oh yeah oh oh that happened oh oh dear yeah <laughs> <laughs> no exactly, and I think um... I mean I, I I doubt I'd be saying oh dear that happened if Muhammad Ali punched me. Even in his later life, I still will, probably would have been kneeling over, unable to breathe. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I think for anyone who who hasn't seen BoJack, um, it, it's it's not it, it's not Family Guy, it's not Bob's Burgers. No, that's it's something not... I was thinking about when you said earlier that it's adult animation. Like to me, like a lot of people when you say adult animation, you think either, well, in my head, I'm speaking to other people. I've found it tends to be one or two things: either a um, stuff like. And don't get me wrong, I love this kind of stuff, but stuff like Family Guy and South Park and the American where it's it's cartoons, but they like swear or they kind of, it, it's it's rude and things like that. And again, love them just like everybody else. Or it would mean like the Japanese style of like... Anime. Anime and all that sort of thing. Whereas this is, and there are other ones out there, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this is the only one, but this is one of the highest profile ones where it's like no this is adult not because of swearing not because of nudity not because of rude jokes or violence this is adult emotionally like what it deals with like children for the love of god i hope don't yet like aren't again i hope to god they're not um haven't yet like gone through these things yet and and haven't like they, they don't know what it's like to have your career like collapse and try to claw it back for decades and spend longer trying to get back to where you were than you actually were on top and things like that. So in a, like a lot of ways, this is one of the most adult cartoons out there. Like, yeah. because I mean, let's be honest, I started, when did South Park debut? 97. I was about 13. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Definitely. But you need the two, you need the two. I mean, I, I wouldn't want, to, to give up kind of the the South Park style of humor, just like I wouldn't want Bojack to be more immature than it is. I think it was it's so well crafted the way and they, they like I say they handle everything so delicately and with so much compassion and respect. Like no matter what subject they're jumping into, and it's re- it's really really heartbreaking. And it's brilliantly acted. I mean, I think every, oh yeah yeah every voice actor actress throughout the show is is fantastic um yeah so i think otherwise we're gonna we're gonna keep spoiling it for people who uh, are coming (laughs) into it cold but um yeah thank you everyone listening to our bojack horseman minicast um we need to work out we need to work out a new topic for, for for next time yeah we'll have to have a think what we're gonna, what we're gonna cover? Um, may, maybe, um, maybe we should launch a campaign for them to make Gremlins three, <laughs> and our entire show should be why they should make Gremlins three. <laughs> uh, so long as they bring back the original 
like the original crew and the original cast and all that. <laughs> well, I don't know. And and again, may, may, maybe we should do we should do um, Cobra Kai. Uh, oh, I don't know if you watched Cobra I Kai. I haven't. I've I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say it's great and some people say it's laughably bad. So I it, I have I, I'm I'm both. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's just every guilty pleasure um, <laughs> from a, a, an eighties nineties film standpoint. Like I really didn't want to. I think I, I watched a couple of episodes when it was on YouTube, and I was really like, yeah, not for me. And then um, a couple of friends really kept going on and on and on about it. And then it jumped onto Netflix. And I was like, okay, I can watch this. Now we're in lockdown. I was like, and I'd finished watching, re-watching the entire Battlestar Galactica reimagined series. (laughs) I was like, I need something else to watch. And it just happened to be the right length. And it's on Netflix. And I was like, okay. I'll watch this during my lunch hour. And yeah, I have to say I love it. I really <laughs> wish I didn't, but Okay, I'll have yeah. to check it out then. Give it give it a go. Okay. And uh, yeah, and apart from that, thanks for listening and we will well, you'll hear from us again soon. I was gonna say we'll see you all soon, but at least yeah, we're well... lockdown where we're a podcast, so that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Take it easy okay. everybody. See ya.